0: Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hi, this is Dick Arndt and welcome to my world. Today I'm going to be talking about my favorite day of the year, March 17th, the happiest day of the year, the day when just about every person I know will be aware of another green, eat corned beef and cabbage, and start tipping the tap somewhere before noon and claiming for at least this day, no matter what nationality you are, today you're Irish. Yep, it's St. Patrick's Day, and on that day it's time to celebrate with the happiest people on earth, the Irish. So before my wife and I begin tipping that tap at my favorite spot in Henderson, Emerald Island Casino, joining my good friend and owner Tim Brooks at his annual celebration, I thought, well, before you become Irish today and partake in the celebration, let's take a look back at good old St. Pat and how he became the most famous celebrity of that nation. Some of you might not believe this, but St. Patrick wasn't Irish. He was born in Britain sometime around the end of the 4th century. It's been said that Patrick was taken prisoner for six years at the young age of 16 by Irish raiders who attacked his family estate in England. He worked as a shepherd, was a scared kid, and turned to religion to get himself through each day. And one evening he had a dream that God had spoken to him and told him to leave Ireland. He supposedly walked 200 miles to the Irish coast and escaped back to England where he had a second dream, to become a missionary and return back to Ireland. After 15 years in England, he was ordained a Catholic priest and was sent back to Ireland to convert the pagan Irish to his faith. Patrick turned out to be a pretty good salesman in converting the pagans. He would incorporate Christianity into traditional Irish beliefs, and as the Irish began to see him as one who could relate to them, his successive conversion to Christianity was rapidly accomplished. Perhaps Patrick's greatest working analogy was the use of a sacred Celtic plant called Semroy also called shamrock. Ancient Ireland looked at the shamrock as the rebirth of spring, but Patrick compared the three-clovered plant to the Catholic Trinity, the belief that there are three parts in one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, it worked. Over the centuries, the shamrock became the symbol of Irish pride in their heritage, and as the English began to seize land from the Irish in the 17th century— the Irish began to wear the shamrock to display their dislike of British rule. But there is some modern-day irony. While we think of St. Patrick with the green color of the shamrock, traditionally, Patrick is actually associated with the color blue. Although long-standing Irish myth is that Patrick one day stood on the top hill with only a wooden staff in hand and banished all snakes from the island, the truth of the matter is, is that that never happened. Irish Ireland never had any snakes to banish. Within two years of Patrick's arrival in Ireland, almost the entire island was completely Christian in their religious beliefs. How about we look at some common Irish characteristics? First, their music. Today there's no happier music on earth than Irish music. So much so that all day on March 17th you'll likely be hearing the happiness of their sounds on the radio, on TV and from local bands playing uh, venues all over the entire Las Vegas Valley. But it wasn't always happy music. Over the centuries, the love of myth and legend, another aspect of Irish tradition, spread to their music. From ancient times, Celtic music has always been an important part of Irish life, filled with lyrics of Irish history, passed from generation to generation as a result of the English After being conquered by the Brits, the Irish were even forbidden to speak their own language by Queen Elizabeth I, which turned them to music to remember their history. When that decree ended, joy spread and the happiness of the people filled their song lyrics for the coming centuries. Now, we can't end this story without talking about leprechauns, the little people filled with magic. As I previously mentioned, the Celts loved tales, and one of the most beloved was that of a leprechaun. The Celts believed in fairies, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers for good or evil. They were tricky little creatures who traditionally were cranky and known for their trickery in order to protect their treasures from what we now call their pots of gold. Today they go both ways, happy and evil, depending on how much luck you have on a slot machine watching one of them dance around after you drop a buck in one to see if he'll relinquish some of those golden goodies. So if you get out today dressed in something green, looking like an oversized leprechaun, listening to Irish music while searching out that perfect corned beef and cabbage sandwich. Chased with a green beer or few, think of old St. Pat and all the Irish for this happiness that they've brought us over the centuries, teaching us that as the last couple of winters come to an end, the fun of spring will shortly be upon us. One more thing. Why March 17th? St. Patrick died on that day, likely from a hangover. This is Gekart saying goodbye, winter, hello spring, and welcome to my world. And today, think green.